live from members only studios welcome to living in the 80s we are back with another action-packed week again i've got matt and deb with me (laughs) (laughs) there it is see we're we're i couldn't woohoo because that's matt's tagline so i gotta do a texas yeehaw yeah it works for you it it completely (laughs) works it does now so you're you're originally from missouri is that right uh, Kansas. 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 Yeah. Do they there's really no Kansas greeting, is there? That uh... I think they say hello down there. <laughs> hello. I'm not sure, but I think so. I read that somewhere. I think that's funny. We just say hi. We're known we're, yeah. we're known for saying hi to each other. That's good. <laughs> All right. So as promised last week, um again, thank you for all that listen. Uh, we talked about child stars of the 80s, had a lot of fun doing that. This week, we're, we're, we're growing up a little bit. Um, well, we're not growing up. Come on. No. That's not going to happen. That's not Never. But, but our topic is a little more mature-ish. So we're going to talk about the Brat Pack. Yeah. Yes. Brat yeah. Pack. These, mm-hmm. are, these are were the Hollywood who's who of of teen actors. Now, maybe they weren't necessarily teens at the time, maybe early 20s, but they were playing teenagers on screen. And uh, when, you're, when you're talking about uh, the, the clout that these people had is an understatement. So um, it, first of all, I'll tell you what, we're going to take a break like we usually do. And we're going to come right back, talking about all about the Brat Pack, how they came to be, who they were, uh, movies they were in, all that kind of stuff. So give us just a minute, and we'll be right back. Welcome back. Um, we are talking about the Brat Pack. So uh, we thought this would be the natural good follow-up to the, the child stars of the 80s. And uh, first of all, let, let's 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 rewind several years, maybe um, forty years prior to the birth of the Brat Pack. There was a group of guys, uh, Hollywood sluggers, yep. uh, known as the Rat Pack. The Rat Pack. Yes, Frank Sinatra mm-hmm. was the chairman of the board. Yep. Uh, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr., Joey Bishop, Peter Lawford. Yep, yep. These guys ran Vegas. They ran Hollywood. They were like the coolest of cool. Yeah. And every every woman wanted to be with them, and every man wanted to be them. That's. Yep. Um, these guys could sing, they could dance, they could act, they could party. Yep. And uh, that was a, a tag that they they acquired along the way and never shied away from it. Like they were the Rat Pack. The Rat Pack. And several years later, um, what we're seeing in Hollywood is younger Hollywood, the, the actors of the time, were getting the the, the big roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the movies that we remember from the 80s, a lot of the teen movies starred these guys. So Deb, why don't you talk a little bit about uh, the origins of the Brat Pack and uh, and we'll, that'll, we'll launch our discussion that way. 
Okay, awesome. Well, the Brat Pack initiated originally from an article written by David Bloom in the New York Magazine in June of 1985. And he defined the Brat Pack as a roving band of famous young stars on the prowl for parties, women, and a good time. And the article was not always taken in a good light as to how he defined um, these people that were hanging out together, but it's a who's who of Hollywood at that time. So you have a whole bunch of different actors that were there that evening that he wrote the article. I don't know if you want me to get into them right now and list a few of them. Um, why don't we, why don't we do this? So um, we're, we're going to start off with the core group of guys. Like, and, and these, these were guys that much like the, the Rat Pack, these guys were getting the big roles. They would, you know, they went to all the right parties, all the right influences. And so that group was Rob Lowe, Emilio Estevez, Andrew McCarthy, Judd Nelson, Tom Cruise, Sean Penn, and Timothy Hutton. Now, later, years later, it was a little bit different, but go ahead, Deb, and continue. Well, and I, I was reading through his article, and the one that he, he gave them each a different title. Um, Tom Cruise, he deemed him the hottest of them all. Um, Rob Lowe, he deemed the most beautiful face. Judd Nelson, would, would, the would overrated you, uh, one. Would, would, would you disagree with that, Rob Lowe being the beautiful face there, Deb? I would agree that he's the beautiful face, but I would also he would say he was probably the hottest one. So I think he takes Tom Cruise's spot for me on that list. Here we so. go. Here we go. I wrote in big letters next to it, no. And then the only one with an Oscar was Timothy Hutton. Um, mm -hmm. And the one least likely to replace Marlon Brando was Matt Dillon. The ethnic chair was Nicolas Cage. The most gifted of them all was Sean Penn um, because he could transform himself into each of his characters. Yep. Not quite there were the two Matthews, Matthew Broderick and Matthew Modine. Um, and so that is kind of how he typecasted each of them in terms of their role within the group, that he deemed Estevez as the leader of the pack, basically the president yep. of the club. Yeah, it it started. the The article started out with uh, the, the, he he's meeting Emilio Estevez at Hard Rock Cafe. Yeah, so yeah, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. and he was going to do an article just about Emilio. It was it was just going to be a piece on Emilio. And he says when he when he got there and he saw the interaction uh, that he had with a couple of his buddies there, I, I believe it was Rob Lowe, and I think it was a, I think it was two or three at, at the table. Mm -hmm. But he he said that was the he changed the whole shift of the article to write about not just Emilio, but rather these guys. Mm -hmm. And so it, it started from what I was reading. It, it seems like the Brat Pack uh, came basically from having uh, the roles in two movies, which was um, uh, Breakfast Club. Yep, Breakfast Club, and then the uh, Sing All Songs. Those were like the two founding movies. <clears throat> two family movies that they, they based the pack on but then they extended all those combinations of the movies that these guys were in and so mm -hmm. you gotta let the, the group grew from like you know five or six core members to this you know probably it's probably close to 20 because then you know you throw the girls in there you throw molly ringwald ali sheedy 
Demi Moore. I mean, the, the group gets kind of big as, as who is would be under the umbrella of the Brat yeah. Pack. But there, so that there's a core of of you know like what is it, like seven or eight, yeah. And then it just grows, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I I think a lot of that I think if you were a young successful actor in that time frame, I think they just started dropping you into the Brat Pack. Yeah, like um, oh you're John Cryer, Allie you were Ducky, you're in the Brat. Oh, pack. Yeah, you're in the Brat Pack. Yeah. You're in the Brat Pack. Yeah. You're uh um I don't know. <laughs> You're who's another? You're Kevin Bacon. You're in the Brat Pack. You're in the Brat Pack. Right. So yeah. even even though he like didn't have the same association, a lot of those guys did. Uh, they were all right around that same age. And at that time, you're seeing Hollywood having a lot of younger people that were coming up in the ranks and becoming stars. Where for the longest time, the biggest stars were guys in their 30s and 40s. Uh, right. maybe older mm-hmm. and uh, now you're seeing people in their teens and 20s and, and they're predicting these guys having these long careers moving mm-hmm. forward like this is the future of Hollywood in a lot of cases they Th- were this is I'm looking at these names and a yeah. lot of these guys are, are strong strong names throughout yeah. Hollywood mm-hmm. for sure so why don't why don't we we're going to just gonna go down the list here sort of like we did last week uh, but maybe with a little more uh, I don't know, um, but more, more that more defined is because these are people that have not really fallen off the map that we still kind of know who they are and what they're up to. So, uh, Deb, why don't you talk about your guy, Rob Lowe? Rob Lowe. Here. Here he starred in my locker, I think my junior year of high school. I had a great poster of him. So, um, he was definitely a heartthrob of a lot of girls that were, were you know, my age in high school. And if he was in a movie, I would pretty much go and see it. Um, you know, he was in Oxford Blues, which Rob, I think you watched after I mentioned that to you. I one did. Time. And I tell yeah. you what, we were doing a podcast, the, the one we did on the heartthrobs, and you had mentioned it. And I had never seen it. I'm like, you know what? I that had come up like on my suggestions on Amazon Prime. I'm like, so one day I actually watched it and I thoroughly enjoyed that movie and I will definitely watch it again because I really mm-hmm. liked it that much. Yeah, it was a fun one. And of course, then you have St. Elmo's Fire and, you know, who can, who can not like him playing the saxophone? He did play a bad boy in that movie, but um, he was kind of the lovable bad boy. So, um, and then of course he was in The Outsiders. I was wondering if you'd bring that one up. <laughs> <laughs> since it took you 40 years to watch it, <laughs> it yes so so he's had you know quite a long career he derailed his career in 1988 after a sex tape scandal uh, you want to talk you want, you want, let's you're going pretty quickly by this scandal <laughs> did you want to elaborate a little bit about that i mean um in the video he was with if i recall an underage girl yeah. If I'm recalling correctly and um, completely derailed his career. You didn't see him for a while. Um, just kind of faded away and then gradually made a, a resurgence. You saw him in, I believe it was West Wing. Um, he's been in Parks and Recreation. Um, oh, his his I, character in that show. He was great. so good. <laughs> yeah, he was awesome in Parks and Rec. And we, we um, we, we watch that 911 show he's on right now. A 911 yeah. Lone Star. Yeah, that's yeah, great. That's a good show. It's great. Well, I loved him in Tommy Boy. 
Yeah. <laughs> and in Wayne's World too. Oh yeah. He played such a jerk in those he movies. He's a great villain in those shows, man. Oh. I love him. It, it, it's he's funny because you look at him and he, he's he's from right up the road here in Dayton, Ohio. Yeah. Oh, we're not. Oh, I didn't know that. He's from, yeah, he's from Dayton. Him and his brother Chad, Chad Lowe, who's not quite nearly as successful, but but, but famous nonetheless. Yeah. yeah. But he um he. Uh, when he fell off the map and came back, it, it, you you wanted to hate the guy for what he did, but he has become such a likable figure. So I think the best thing for him at that time was to just stop. You know, don't yeah. don't take any role that'll come up in any B movie because I'll come back and haunt you even more later. Right. He he mm-hmm. waited and, and came back and, gosh, he is. Um, yeah, he's he's had quite the career. Yeah, quite the career, quite yes. the career. So, and another movie, if you have not seen it by Rob Lowe, it is from what is the year? I think 1988 Masquerade. It's a thriller, it's a good one. Oh, haven't seen that one. Masquerade. Yeah. Now, I, I remember mm-hmm. him in Young Blood, I like that one. Mm-hmm. Played yeah. a hockey player, yep, yep. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, and about last night, oh, about last night, love that movie. Yeah, he had a lot of good ones before the before the downturn, and then you know came back strong. So I think it's awesome. class. I think class is the first movie. Well, yes. Outsiders is the first movie I think I he was in that I I remember, and then class I think was shortly after that, which was mm-hmm. uh, another good movie, which I, I watched again recently. I hadn't seen it in many years. So yeah, so he's he's had quite quite the career. So, so Rob, Rob will be considered one of the originals then, right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, and consider, we, we should have went with this next guy first, just since he's the chairman or whatever, but Emilio Estevez. Emilio Estevez. Yeah, so being the, the chairman of the board, he's, he's the, the son of Martin Sheen and the brother of Charlie, Charlie Sheen, Sheen. Yeah. Who, who actually kept the Estevez, the family name, um, when Martin Sheen changed his name to get better better roles at a you know at a younger age as a younger actor yeah. um sheen kind of had more of an appeal than estevez that figured he'd be typecast as like a mexican cowboy or something <laughs> so uh breakfast club was is one of my all-time favorites i think it's everybody could say that that's just one of the uh, one of the mount rushmore of 80s movies along with maybe three others wouldn't you agree matt um uh, he's got so many good ones uh let me same same Santa was fire, fires great breakfast club mm-hmm. outsiders yep. uh, young guns good repo man repo man repo man was great repo man maximum overdrive yeah because so many good, good stuff ones. but yeah he was uh it's funny because he one of the things that's kind of disappointed me and in, in him is the way he kind of separated himself from like uh, from from the Brat Pack stuff later. Like uh, they've had a couple different shows and and appearances of like the rest of the the Breakfast Club, and he won't be part of that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like you know what you had you're in one of the most iconic movies of all time, and yet you are not. Um, but you're separating yourself from it, so yeah, yeah, kind of, sort of disappointing. But well, it, but he's he's uh, 
you know, the whole Brat Pack label it, it wasn't embraced, you know, by all these oh, guys. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, that's the thing. It, to me, it would seem like it'd be this honor. Like, you know, I guess, you know, looking at it retrospectively, it would love to have been in the Brat Pack. How cool would that have been? Yeah. But but they were, I think they were trying to, um, I don't know, a lot of them just rejected that. They yeah. just, like Anthony Michael Hall, he just, he, he, he totally denounced the whole thing. They hated the label. He's like, that, that thing's going to be on my tombstone. You know, they, they, yeah. they can't stand it. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, this is something I, I did find um, talking about that. Well, what I was referring to was in 2010, shortly after John Hughes's death, they did a, a tribute to him at the Oscars. And the whole cast was there except for Milio. And he said, uh, he has publicity shyness. So I've never been a guy that went out there to get publicity on myself. I never saw the value in it. So I, to me, it seems like a cop-out. Uh, I mean, it's like, yeah, but th this isn't about you. This is right. about this iconic movie that you got to be a part of right. and the people that were there too. You kind of, you you know, it's not, it kind of completes the, right. the thing. So it, it seems like, you know, if you, it should come with a package. I mean, if, if you yeah. if you sign up for this kind of lifestyle with that come certain things, you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, you say you don't want to you don't want to be in the limelight, you don't want to be in the spotlight, bro. You're in the wrong career. Yeah. I mean, because you're yeah. being watched wherever you're at. You are literally in the spotlight. Yeah, you know, we like you because you're in the limelight. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that's interesting. So um he uh he was engaged to Demi Moore. And they broke that off. And he was married to Paula Abdul at one time. And they divorced in 1994. Uh, and um, he dated Mimi Rogers for a while. And uh, that's kind of, it doesn't really say anything about who he's maybe dating now. But uh, he, uh, he, he is in uh, the Mighty Ducks TV show on Disney+. Plus. Mm -hmm so but he, you know what uh, of of the that little group of the group of dudes he's my least favorite i'm mean, I just I, I like of guys i think oh that's a cool dude i i don't think him of him that way so so you're you're i think we're on the same page so we're thinking about dudes you would want to hang out with would not want to kick it with him no he, I, he, I, he doesn't maybe i'm wrong but he just doesn't have that that approachability it seems like uh, I totally yeah, agree. Yeah. If all these guys are out someplace and you know, right. I, I'm with them, he's probably not the one I would gravitate towards for yeah. a conversation. I, I don't, I don't know that he's a tool, but I, I he just could kinda, be. Kind of, he gives that tool vibe. The tool vibe, straight tool vibe. Straight have, tool right? vibe. Yeah. yeah. And maybe it's just publicity shyness that's causing that. There it, <laughs> it is. Could be. That's what it is. Little standoffish, because I've always had that same feeling about him that. You know, you not someone that you'd probably want to hang out with a ton, but maybe perfectly nice if you met him in person. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and I don't know, maybe it's because some of the characters, I mean, like, like his breakfast club dude, I'm like, yeah, he's not a dude I'd hang out with no, in high sort of school, punch him in the neck, yeah, right, just neck punch, full on neck punch, straight throat, punch. yeah. But he would fight you, and there'd be two hits him hitting you, and you hit the floor, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> according to him. And I think you could take him though. And then chasing Andy McDowell through all of St. El or St. Elmo's Fire when you're watching, thinking, just give up. Just give up. Not it's worth like, it. It's like, dude, Demi Moore is right there. Mm -hmm. Like, right <laughs> there. 
and you are trying to hook up with this wiry headed chick. Man, never, never get that one. Yeah, Andy nope. McDowell's one of the ones I, I never really could see an appeal there. Speaking of Brat Pack and yeah, and one of the ladies that were in, you know, kind of hanging around these guys or in these mm-hmm. movies with her. Yeah, but, you can never get it. I mean, she seems nice enough. As an adult, yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, crazy. Uh next, we're gonna talk about Andrew McCarthy. Yeah. Him of the crazy eyes. I was going to say the crazy eyes. <laughs> yes. Like, like his only way to act is serious and extra serious. <laughs> and when he's extra serious, the eyes get wide. So, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, he's one of the guys that, that hung out, uh, you know, one of the Brat Packers. Yep. And uh, back in the day, St. Elmo's Fire, Pretty in Pink, uh, Less Than Zero, Manic- um, mannequin mannequin never liked that mm-hmm. one they like mannequin like mannequin like class oh, i like one. mannequin i've even been in the department store where it was shot in philadelphia wanamakers See? really look at mm-hmm. you we lived there for a while and i was shopping in the store because it was down the street from the high rise we were living in and i kept looking around the store thinking i've been here before knowing i hadn't and it turns out that that's why it was shot there so yeah oh, little nice. known fact that is that's a good fact. That's a great fact. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he was a remember him in Weekend and Bernie's. Weekend and Bernie's. Yeah, yeah, that was an okay movie. Yeah, that was that's a that's a classic, I think. Yeah. It's a good one. Um I mean, he's got a lot of movie credits. He's got a ton yeah. of movie credits. Yeah. And, and he 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 keeps showing up in stuff from time to time. He's it seems like he's showing up more on TV shows than movies lately, you know. Yeah. But uh he um I think he might be okay to hang out with. I saw an interview with him recently. Yeah. And uh, he seemed very down to earth. Like he was talking, I guess he had, he had written a book and he was talking mm-hmm. about, you know, some of his, his experiences growing up and you know, like uh, the, the brat, well, the title of the book is brat an 80s story. Right. So he was um, talking about that movie and he seemed like very, very, or talk about that book. He seemed very cool. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I have the book here. I have oh, the book here. I haven't started you. reading it yet, but I do have it in my one in my ready to read pile. So yeah, I I have been wanting to read that too, and I have I just have not. But I'm gonna I'm gonna have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I think he, it's required reading for me. <laughs> he, he seems like a cool dude, man. He just gives he gives off that vibe of like a, I could totally kick it with this guy. We're gonna you know go grab a beverage and hang out. He seems yeah. cool. Except for on the TV shows in Good Girls. Did you see that? No. He's a yeah, sniper. I, I watched like Good assassin. Girls and I don't remember him in it. He's he's the killer. He's the assassin. He's the one that she pays. Uh, they pay oh. this money for this guy to kill the drug dealer. He's the oh, you one are absolutely the, correct. It didn't know on me when I was watching it. Oh, my yeah, goodness. He, he's the one that, uh, yeah, he was paid to kill the drug dealer and he's walking around with a rifle. He was in like maybe four or five episodes, but yeah. Yeah. He and now that you say that, I can totally see it. I was like, shut up. That's Andrew McCarthy. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty neat. <laughs> nice. Next, we got wow. Judd Nelson. Judd, Judd Nelson. Nelson. So I think Judd's career peaked with the Breakfast Club. Concur. Yeah. He did. I mean, he did St. Elmo's Fire. He wasn't as like, he was not very likable in St. Elmo's Fire. No. No. He did like, remember him mm-hmm. doing From the Hip? Yeah. Which wasn't terrible ish. Yeah. But it, it, it's still, it's like, yeah. And then he showed up on Psych for a few episodes. 
Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. So that, that was that was pretty cool. They um, they pulled back so many brat people, brat uh, pack folks to decide. I love that. Psych would be in. I love it. We we have a bit of reverence for Psych around here. Yes. So it's it's just one of the the most perfect TV shows ever made. Yep. So, um, Psych. So, uh, yeah, is he, he somebody you'd want to hang out with, Matt? Um, uh, I, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I think he's, I think he's a guy that would kind of run in our circle. I mean, but I don't feel like he would be, uh, you know, well, he's, he's not the leader of the pack, obviously. No, he's and, not. And he, he seems like someone that would be like there and it'd be okay that he's there, but I'd be cool if he didn't show up kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh, he's just, he's just, um, seems a little different to me. Yeah. He's maybe a yeah. little eccentric. Maybe is that is it? I think that's probably a good description. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes you think maybe he's a little bit like his character Bender. Yeah, which which is funny because apparently when they did the Breakfast Club, it it was really a stretch for him because he was like a a um, classically trained actor, like very Mm -hmm. serious type roles, and he grew his hair out and and went for that role. He said like he had known. Of people like that that he had went to school with but or or not that he went to school i think he went to a prep school or something um wow. so like like guys he would see in the mall like that so it was <laughs> very very un- unlike him as well correct wow correct, yeah. so yeah he um uh you know just never got real excited except for that role in the breakfast club was like lightning in a bottle for him that is mm-hmm. one of my favorite characters in any movie was Bender in the Breakfast Club. Oh, it was, yeah, it was a great. It was a it was an iconic role in a in a great movie. I was, yes, absolutely. Yeah, he did that well. Yeah. So next is a guy that that's had a little bit of success. Um, Tom Cruise. Yeah. Oh, just a little bit of success. Yeah. Love him or hate him, and a lot of he's you know, kind of toxic, maybe. You know, a little bit. He's he, weird religious beliefs. Um, yeah, uh, drove his, his wife and child away from him. So he was married to Katie Holmes, yeah. and uh, she couldn't take any more of his crazy Scientology. He's and, married to Nicole Kidman not. too. Right? He's married yeah, to Nicole Kidman, Kidman, same way. Yeah, and uh, wasn't he married to Selma Hayek too? Is that who he's married to? Uh, not sure. Yeah, but uh, his, his what's that? I think they dated. No, he wasn't one of the... It was Penelope Cruz is who I was thinking of. There you go. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And he... uh, I'm I'm sure he probably drove them all crazy. (laughs) I don't know what it is about him. But his... his, uh, And again, probably not somebody I would want to hang out with. But his roles... uh, He has had some awesome roles. You're you're not going to get much more of a celebrity than Tom Cruise. No, no, you're not. Which I think back in the days of like risky business, which is in the Outsiders, um, you you would guess like, oh yeah, he'll have a pretty decent career. You would never think that he would have probably the biggest career out of any of those guys. Right? Would you have thought that back then? Never. Yeah. Never. Yeah, I, I would never I mean- have. I think Top Gun was the first movie that I saw in a theater more than once. I think I saw that two or three times at least in the theater. Wow. I I would have never got pegged you as a Top Gunner. I loved it. I loved it. Action, romance, a little bit of everything. It was perfect. 
Perfect movie. So are you looking forward to Top Gun 2? I think so. You know, there was so much anticipation waiting for it, and then it got delayed, 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 and I don't even remember what the new release date is on it. But it's I had planned Christmas. on seeing it in theaters. Yeah, it's supposed to be on Christmas this year. So maybe. Yeah. I'll probably wait till yeah. after Christmas when you don't have to wait in line to get in. But cool. Yeah, <laughs> but it's a been out one. a few weeks. <laughs> well, I don't I don't know though, with with post-COVID and movie theaters not quite rebounding, just yeah, that's true. you might maybe a Tuesday afternoon. There it is. Might Very be able easy. to get in. Yeah. You might be able to. Yeah, but yeah. No, 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 Tom, all the Tom, 80s he was huge he, he wasn't one of the original i mean like he the brad pack like that core group i mean he, he wasn't in because uh, he wasn't in breakfast club and he wasn't in same old fiber no. fiber 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 <laughs> fiber smobic smobic uh so <laughs> he, he but he i think but he's one of those that you just automatically think of you know i mean oh there's, yeah there's a few that's like just they are you know Still seem like key members of, of that group. Yeah, yeah. But he, he is um the thing that's pretty neat about him is is, is he, he's so big and he's so successful that like uh even the dumb things that would kind of derail careers never really derailed him. Like like the whole jumping up on down on the sofa, Oprah sofa. I mean that, that was just you know interview with the vampire. And the, yeah, the, <laughs> well in in the whole the Vanilla whole, sky. The yeah. whole uh, the whole gay thing you get you remember all that scandal mm -mm. like in two thousand um, from two thousand one there's this gay porn star that said that he had an affair with Tom and like had videos to prove it and it was a, it was a big thing and and Tom ended up suing him what he sued uh, he sued his cat for like um, ten million dollars and then, then he needed it and then and then he also sued another magazine for a hundred million dollars. Because they said they had proof that uh, Tom was gay, so th there's all these people that are coming out saying that he's gay, he's gay, he's gay, he's gay, he's gay, but they ain't got proof of it, and he's suing everyone left and right, um, and he's winning the lawsuits. But you you would think those kind of accusations, because he's there's he's smoke, a sex symbol, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, a he, he may be or whatever, yeah. but I'm just saying, but that would that would kind of derail some careers. It's not like his, it's no. not even dented his. I mean, doesn't even. Nah, he's going strong. Yeah, he has. I I think it all started for him when he did Top Gun. Oh, because like, mm -hmm. if you remember back in the days, like you know, Risky Business was a big movie. Um, uh, Outsiders was a more of an ensemble cast. There's no true star of the movie, but right. then then there was Top Gun, and that thing like he was getting yeah, every role. Mission Impossible movies, I love. Absolutely love those movies. Can't beat them. No, yeah. that's good. Yeah. So, yeah, Tom Cruise. You, we could probably talk, do a whole podcast on him, but who would want to? Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe not the nicest guy. Maybe not the coolest guy to hang out with, but a huge star, and you know, rightful, uh, rightful place in the Brat Pack for sure. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Which, speaking of big stars, probably the next biggest star on here. Uh, I would say would be Sean Penn. Sean Penn, there yeah. you go. So okay. back when he was Spicoli in Fast Times at Regimont High, I would have never guessed that that stoner dude would become a, a, an Oscar winner and right. a, just a perennial A-list movie star married to Madonna, the whole thing. He's had a 
heck of a career. He's, he's I would have good. never guessed it back then, but uh, he sure did. So um, what are your thoughts on, on, on Sean Penn? I mean, he reinvents it, it, himself with every role. He just kind of morphs into the character that he's playing, which is why yeah. he's won awards. I would agree. Yeah, he, he's he's aged well. You know what I mean? He's mm -hmm. he is really he's. I, I would say he l literally matured into a wonderful actor. And, and maybe that's our fault for like the Spicoli. Just look at him and look at him, looking at him and always seeing Spicoli. You know, you're gonna you're gonna typecast the dude, but man, he is. You know, like the movie Milk, Dead Man Walking. I mean, Mystic, Mystic River. River. I mean, he won Oscars mm -hmm. for Mystic River and Milk. I mean, uh, it's just like amazing. Holy cow! Yeah. Who would ever thought it? Yeah, never seen. I didn't see that one coming. Mm -mm. I did mm -mm. not either. And and like you said, he continues to put in like um, uh, Deb just said he continues to put in to see stellar performances and reinventing himself himself over and over again. Um, he, he's had he's had quite the um, quite the uh, dating life too. I mean, he was married to Madonna. Uh, he he Amazing. was married to Robin Wright Penn, who we knew as Jenny from Forrest Gump. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He he was married to her for uh, a few five, five or six years. Um, so he did that. He dated Char Charlize Theron for a while. Wow. So like he's he's been around. So mm -hmm. uh, he's they they said back then that he would be the most likely to be like the Robert De Niro type. And man, that is like the nail on the head. That's pretty fair. Mm -hmm. um, he really um, he they, they are very similar. They kind of look alike as they're getting older. <laughs> You're right. They <laughs> but, do. But they they continue. He continues to kind of carry the mantle as, as probably the most. Um, I don't know. I don't want to say known actor because that definitely would be Tom Cruise. But but the best actor. Yeah, he seems more the actor. Actor. Yes. Right. Again, no one I'd want to hang out with. No. 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 He, I think he'd want to fight all the time. Gives yeah, it seems like he has a bit of a temper. Yeah, the whole thing with Madonna and beating up the cameraman and stuff and getting sued for that. Yeah, uh, paparazzi. If you guys didn't know, way back when, uh, paparazzi was following around taking pictures of him and Madonna, and he he took the the camera off, destroyed the film, and just punched the dude in the face. <laughs> so uh, I, I wouldn't want to be around, you know, him. Not so much drinking a little bit, punching people. <laughs> you usually end up got to be getting in a fight yeah. with your buddy Sean and. I'm not about to do it. Not about to do mm -hmm. it. So next, uh, finishing out the core guys, uh, Timothy Hutton. Yeah. So he's the one that won the Oscar. Um, mm -hmm. What are you guys' thoughts on him? Because, I mean, back in the 80s, he, he had you know, several, several roles back then. Uh, he won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor in Ordinary People. But he was in like mm -hmm. Taps, Falcon and the Snowman, Turk 182. Like these are movies that I remember seeing back in those days. Like these were big roles. Um, what are your thoughts on him? I, it's I don't really think of him as like the Brat Pack material to me. Yeah, he doesn't. You know, it's just to me. To me, the Brat Pack are, are those cool dudes 
Yeah, he he doesn't give that vibe to me. No. Just he he may be as cool, the coolest one in, in the club, but he just uh, yeah, it doesn't look that way to me. No, me neither. He he kind of he seems like again he seems like he takes himself pretty seriously. Mm-hmm. Now I did like him in the show Leverage. Did you guys see that one? It was on TNT. He led a band of uh, he led, led a group of people that were they were criminals. But then they became like like he found all these guys and decided you know, they're going to do like Robin Hood type things. So like they would steal from bad guys. Oh wow! So it was really cool. Like they they, they rebooted it here about a year ago. Uh, it's on like a Roku TV now or something like that. But he's not in it now. Oh yeah. Um, um, uh, Noah, Noah Wiley from um, ER. Like, oh yeah. Took, took that that role that that space, but. Um, yeah. So what are your thoughts on him, Deb? I know we've been talking a lot. You know, I kind of feel the same way. I never thought of him as being a part of the Brat Pack and was almost surprised that he was even listed as part of the Brat Pack. And then when I read the article from the New York um, magazine, the only place where he really is truly mentioned a lot in it is when he approaches the Brat Pack. They happen to be in the same restaurant. And I kind of wondered if that was the only reason why he ended up being considered because he happened to be mentioned in the article. I don't know, because to me, he was never a Brat Pack material. There just wasn't enough bad boy about him being the Brat no. Pack. No, there wasn't. Um, but I, I think I think a lot of it was was his association with the guys and, and the and the um, and the roles that he had, like in Taps, he was there with Sean Penn and Tom Cruise mm-hmm. and uh, Falcon and the Snowman again with uh, Sean Penn. Uh, so I think those kind of roles um kind of made him more associated with them yeah i'm with you guys i i don't really see him as that that part of the group but you know who who, who are we to who are we to question this author who are from, we from 36 <laughs> years ago yeah uh, so continuing so the, these other guys not really considered core members according to the article and everything else we see but we think of these guys as brat packers so first we're going to go through these guys here and we'll fit, we'll get the girls last um anthony michael hall oh yeah love that guy i'd yeah. want to hang out with him absolutely yeah. i would absolutely want to hang out with him yeah. um i always thought he was a little too young to be part yeah. of the brat pack though me too me too yeah because when, when you're thinking about the breakfast club for example he was he was like 14 and emilio estevez and judd nelson 20, like 20 yeah yeah mm-hmm. so it's like he's definitely younger and i'm sure he didn't go to the same bars and hang out in the same circles with those guys. But uh, he, he, yeah, he was on, he was the the youngest uh, cast member of SNL back in 1985. Right. He was only uh, 17. Yeah, 17 or 18. So, so he was, he was young. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think he was 89, whatever it was. Yeah. But um, yeah, from, we first saw him in uh, Vacation. And yep. then uh, sixteen candles and Breakfast Club and um, Weird Science and Johnny B. Good and all of those great roles. He had a role in Psych. Yep, he was a detective. He was the the chief of police there for a while, yep. wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's had some great movies and, and and a great a lot of iconic characters from the eighties that we just will we'll, we'll never forget. Oh yeah, uh, but I mean, but you know, looking at uh, research for his podcast, he 
He was the one that just said he goes, he hated the Brat Pack label. Mm-hmm. And he said, mm-hmm. he goes, everyone thinks that we're these buddies and friends. And he was like, I haven't seen these, you know, basically, I haven't seen some of these cats since, you know, 87. 80, like, yeah. He paints a picture that, you know, in our mind, these guys all go to dinner every night together now. You know, they hang out every week and they make movies, you know, they're all best friends. And some of them are. Yeah, but they are they they all don't because he was saying I don't even see these dudes I I hate that label I hate that brand and he he seems to be kind of distancing himself from that yeah yeah interesting yeah which kind of makes me and like he, him a little too yeah did you guys ever yeah. watch the the show the Dead Zone yeah oh I loved it I did him not that. Yeah. That was you, you, you didn't see it or you didn't like it I did not see it. Yeah, I, th- I think you probably find it like on Hulu or mm. Prime or something like that. So basically, uh, think of um, he, he he's like he gets in an accident, and now every time he touches something, somebody, he gets uh, like he he sees visions yeah. of of their future or their past or whatever. Oh. And um, wow. it's I mean it's it's a drama. It's the dead zone. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's a, it's a Stephen King. And Stephen King <laughs> wrote the book, did the movie um christopher walken played yeah. the, the the character originally and then um later on you know, when they did the tv show it was anthony michael hall and he did an outstanding job on that yeah, show did. yeah so well and he and, has and a movie that's coming out right now really he is in halloween kills oh that's right is he in that yes he is uh-huh. oh wow because it, the, yeah. the premise of the movie is bringing back all the surviving people of Michael Myers, and uh, he was a, a kid, like a seven-year-old kid that survived an attack or something like that in you know, one of the first movies. The first no movie. way. I'm going to have... <laughs> I mean, I've, I've been wanting to see it anyway. Yeah. But now I'm mm-hmm. a little bit more motivated. Anthony Michael. Yeah. yeah. My, another role here, I'm just looking at the screen here, uh, the Goldbergs. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, plays a, he plays a guidance counselor on the Goldbergs. Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> But yeah. So yeah, gotta love Anthony Michael Hall. I know he yeah. had some some legal problems when he was younger, just kind of you know Hollywood brat kind of a thing. But yeah, he's a good dude. Good dude. I, I would want to hang out with him. I think he'd be fun because he seems he seems I like he, he's over his own celebrityism and stuff. And another dude I would maybe like to hang out with is James Spader. Oh, I love James Spader. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not, you know, again, this core group of Brat Packers, but these these guys are all around the same age. Mm-hmm. These guys were going up again, you know, against each other for the same roles, maybe co-starring in the same movies. Right. But, uh, I first remember James Spader from um, Pretty in Pink. I think that's when mm-hmm. I first saw. And uh, that role of Steph was only on screen for just a few minutes of the movie. But man, he I remember him as much as I remember yeah. Andrew McCarthy and his right. crazy eyes. Yeah, he was such a slimy guy. Oh yeah, yeah. So what do you, what are your thoughts on on him? I always think of him as playing uh, like I said, a slimy guy like he did in 16 Candles. I I remember his character in Sex Lies and Videotape. And he always just always just seemed just slightly off from normal when I would watch him in movies. And mm-hmm. maybe that's what made him made him a good actor at the time is that he could play these just slightly unsettled characters to such a good degree. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he and he did it well. 
he did the, mm-hmm. the one attorney show with uh um james with, with uh captain with, kirk uh what, <laughs> william shatner william shatner yeah, yeah. What, what, what was that one uh, what was that uh, boston legal Boston legal? legal. Yes. Dad, thank come you. On. I, Good job. I love that show, man. That I, I thought he was fantastic on that show. I, yeah. I just I really I really enjoy his character and how like they would end every day sitting on the their veranda with a little clinky and a stogie. And I know that's they were just I to me they were so cool. I mean he, I thought he was so cool in that show. You know what what role I really liked? Um he played the the role of Ultron in the Avengers movie. Oh, like, like you know, all, oh. you, all of, I mean, it was a CGI robot, but he voiced it perfectly. Yeah, yeah. When, when he starts singing the Pinocchio song, I've got <laughs> no strings to hold me down. Just so, so kind of crazy cool. There it is. And it was, it was just, how's, how's it go? You got no what? Got no strings to hold me down. I know I get him singing. You that's got good. it. That, that's my singing. That's good. <laughs> Uh, Tough Turf was another movie I saw after Pretty in Pink, but it was made in 1985. That was a great role. He was a good guy yeah. in this one. He, uh, he was getting bullied and fought back, so it was good. Less Than Zero, uh, he was a drug dealer in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, White Palace is one I remember him in. Uh, he uh, plays a young college student that meets... Um, um, a, a waitress in like a white castle type place called white palace huh. and they have an affair and it's susan sarandon she's much older i was gonna now. say susan sarandon yes i saw that one too yeah that's crazy i uh i loved him in the office as robert california mm-hmm. i mean it, it, it was such a oh different... yes i forgot he was on there he was the the one of the ones that helped replace uh when uh, steve carell left yeah uh and that was such an odd character for him and yeah. it was but it was it was great he did that so well yes now the blacklist i i've watched some and i, I like it mm-hmm. it's good but it's it's like he just seems so much older yeah in that and it's it's hard for me because he of, is he is yeah. i know <laughs> it's just he shows it more there maybe yeah. i don't know but I, I watched the first season of blacklist and really liked it and then season two came along and it didn't keep my interest like the first season did, so I kind of right. gave up on it. But yeah. I mean, that first season anyway was, Very I'm good. sure it's still a good show, but I just never yeah. Uh, yeah. got beyond that. Um, Robert Downey Jr. He was. Love I, that guy. I'd hang out with him. Hardly. I would definitely, I, he might be number one on my list of these guys I would hang out with. Yeah. And that's the thing is, it's, you know, he's, he's on the, uh, the, the close contributors, you know, list of the Brat Pack, but, uh, to me, he he would if you're going to like redefine the Brat Pack. I mean, I think he would. He has to be to me. He's the chairman of the board. This is the cat that's endured, uh, bounced back. He, he like had it all, lost it all, yeah. got it all back tenfold. I mean, yeah. the dude. To me, if if you're gonna you know categorize these these young kids, these young teens, that's the dude, man. He's he's the president day. Oh, yeah. And when you talk about people whose careers crashed and burned, mm. he's got to go real high on that. Oh, yeah. It's like more than Rob Lowe. Like all of his oh, legal yeah. Oh, yeah. problems. Yeah. And the way that he bounced back. I think what we don't, 
he probably wasn't considered like the Brat Pack at the time because he's no. a few years younger than them. Right. Like these guys are born like, you know, 61, 62. He was born in 65. So two or three years younger, Making you know, just, just old right. enough to not get in the clubs. Right. So he's, mm-hmm. you know, on the outside looking at him and Anthony Michael Hall mm-hmm. and some of these guys are just a little bit younger, but still in that same group. And we've talked about him. Like me and Matt believe that every role – in Hollywood, in that era, if they were recast, that Robert Downey Jr. should he, he, he should have been Ferris Bueller. Right, right. He could he <laughs> yeah. could have been he, he could have yeah. done Bender and Breakfast Club Absolutely. very easily. He could have yeah. he could have been uh, he he could have even been um, uh, Anthony Michael Hall's character, Brian Johnson. In the Breakfast oh, yeah. Club, if you wanted, he he's a versatile all around. He's the best actor of yeah. all time. He's he's still is, good. Is what, he's so good. <laughs> we have we he's have just given good. him fifteen Oscars, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> he is very versatile. Have you all seen Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? I think mid two thousand. Uh, no, I have not. Um, it was made in two thousand five. I know Val Kilmer's in it. Uh, Corbin mm-hmm. Burnson. Uh, it's just so funny. I just happen to have that page open as we're talking here, and um, I, I have not seen it. So talk talk to us about that one. Oh, it's it's another who who's done it. And um, at the time that my husband and I saw it, it was more of an art house movie as he was kind of recreating his career and regenerating what he was doing. Um, it was an art house movie. We did not see it in the regular theater and it is worth a watch. It is a fun one. I don't want to spoil anything. Cause there's a lot of twists and turns to it, but it's worth it's worth your time. Yeah. He, he did this movie. I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, Iron Man. Have Iron you heard of that Man. one? Was, I've uh, never heard of that one. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Look, it, uh, you could probably catch it on, I don't know, it's streaming somewhere. I think. You somewhere. And there it. might be sequels, right? Am there, I, I, I think. I, maybe maybe, I think maybe so. two other ones. I think. <laughs> and there, and there, he may have appeared in some Avengers movies. I think so. I, you know, uh, yeah. Now that you say that, it's ringing a bell. It's ringing a bell. So, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I was um, looking through here just kind of you know refamiliarize because a lot of what we do here is on the fly you guys and so I'm, i've got my robert downey jr page and it, it you see these things and it, things just kind of come back to you so we, we saw him in less than zero playing like this strung out dude which which is probably sort of autobiographical for him because mm-hmm. i don't know if he's really doing much acting there because that's the that was a hard that, movie to watch yeah it was it was a uh, great movie but yeah, mm-hmm. it was very, very difficult to 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 kind of sit, and especially when we knew later everything he was going through at that time, uh, the substance abuse and the addictions and things like that. So he, he did a few roles after that. Um, he he played Charlie Chaplin in the movie Chaplin, mm-hmm. which he has actually had an Oscar nomination for. And that was uh, a biggie. yeah, and shortly after that, he just kind of fell off the face of the earth. So when he came back and uh, he starred in Ali McBeal, he won a Golden Globe. Oh, um, so this, this was when his career resurged, but then he crashed again. Uh, he was fired from the show after some more drug charges came back and his demons came back. And then he came back again, like like Deborah said, and uh, the Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. And then he just started getting some movies here and there. And then came Iron Man. Yeah. And that put him into a different stratosphere. That's it. Yeah. And then uh, Sherlock Holmes. That was a good movie. That was a good Did you guys movie. like that yeah, one? I like that yeah. one. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And he, now he's well, done the, a couple of, good. The funny thing is, we remember him a lot from his earlier roles back in the 80s, but now even our children know who he is because of all the Iron Man movies. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Now, now he's done some um, weird science. He's done a couple of duds. Oh, weird science. His character in weird science was great. <laughs> yeah. Was great. I uh I think that that role for him and I think he was originally up to play the part of Ian. Um or no, he was Ian. He was Ian. Uh, of of uh Wyatt. Yeah. Yeah, and he lost out but but John Hughes liked him, so he got he got that role and then Johnny be good. He played yep. uh, right. Robert Downey Jr.'s buddy. Um, mm-hmm. Doolittle came out last year. I never saw it, but heard it was terrible. I heard um, the same uh, thing. Yeah. I saw it. I saw it. I mean, I, I don't, I, I just hate saying something was terrible. I, th- I thought it was all right. It was good. I mean, I, of course, I watched it with the kid. Yeah. If know. the kid liked it, then I kid, guess it's okay. You know, it's, it, you know, yeah. it wasn't meant for us. Yeah, there you go. But uh yeah, he continues, continues. And he's a good singer too. Yes. Uh, yes. on the Ali McBeal Christmas album, he sung some songs that were really good. And if you look on YouTube, he uh he's he sung uh, I saw this one song he's singing Message in a Bottle with Sting. Wow. And it you know what? Let, let, let's hear a little bit of that. I love the guy's voice. Very, very awesome. I think he should be doing uh, some more music. Maybe, maybe that's will, will be the the last part of his career. Yeah, maybe it will be. <laughs> maybe it will be. <laughs> so. I, I like I like the, the, the little meme where it's got uh, it's, it's like those encouraging memes where it's got a picture of uh, Robert Downey in an orange jumpsuit standing in front of a judge. You know, like this is where his life took him. And then it's got like, you know, 10 years later, he's got the, the iron mask on. He's like, and he's helping a kid, you know, it just, it was just like, Oh yeah. Shot. Yeah. I saw that. I yes. just, that's just a neat thing. Like, you know, don't give up. That was pretty good stuff. I, I just, I think he is, he's the chairman of the board of the Brat Pack to me. He, he's the, he's the dude. I think he wins. Yeah. So <laughs> one thing we can't, we, we have to, we have to, um, we have to bring up is Tropic Thunder. Oh man! Oh, oh man! Where, where he plays a black guy. The, yeah. So he's a white actor. He signs on to do this role as a black man in the movie, mm-hmm. and he's he's got the face paint on and everything, and he's staying in character the entire time. And he 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 it's, actually kind of becomes this character does, yes. and offends the black people because. Like he talks about the struggle and everything, yeah, yeah. And, and how racism's bad and stuff. And they just look at him like cracker, please. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because he can do that. Yeah, he not many actors can play that role and and pull it off and be respected. Now that movie is ridiculous. Right, it is crazy. It's funny. Okay. Um, when when uh, Ben Stiller is playing. Um, Oh shoot! Simple Jack. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh! Never go full retard. <laughs> Never go. <laughs> That's your problem. Forrest Gump, a little slow. Not retarded. <laughs> so anyhow, that was that was yeah. That's, oh gosh, we can go on and on. That forever. movie offends probably a lot of people, but that was a great. Yeah. It 
And and trust me when I do my little impressions there. I'm not trying to be. Yeah. That's just her. That's just her. So uh next guy I think I'd kind of like to hang out with is Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. 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 He seems like a cool. Mm-hmm. I loved him uh in Lost Boys and Stand oh, yeah. By Me. Like he played bad dudes, but you just there's some it just kind of drew you to him. Like he just really um I don't know, something about his his character. He's always picked good roles. And um yeah, yeah. I remember him in um the movie 1969 him and robert downey jr play these two guys that it of course takes place in the year 1969 weird and i know it's very weird and um they end up um they're, they're trying to dodge the draft they don't want to be drafted so they're getting ready to go to canada and so forth and uh it's very very it's more of an unsung one but uh it's it's one that definitely um, um it's a memorable one for me what are some of your favorite roles of his well i mean i, I loved him um i mean let's lost boys i love the lost boys that yep. was kind mm-hmm. of a, i mean it was a, an awesome role there was david and that one but stand by me not the hugest role there but uh it's a great it's a great role it was, played great, Ace. It was a great oh yeah he's a great jerk yeah, great jerk. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and that's the vibe I give. I, I, the vibe you give for him is, is kind of like uh, I want him around, but I want him on my side. You yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. He's, you don't want him against you. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd kind of keep him at, at, at a little distance, but I want to be around him, but not real close to him. But I want him there. You oh know? yeah, yeah. It'd absolutely. Be good. Like the whole well, and flatliners. I love flatliners. I thought yeah. that was a awesome. good man. Oh yeah, my he's a good. And uh, young guns. Young Guns. Mm-hmm. Love, love Young Guns and Young Guns too. Those were great movies. They were. Phenomenal. They were. Yeah, those were those are kind of Brat Pack vehicles too. Very much so. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah, that that was a huge Brat Pack to me. Yeah. But then, like TV is with Twenty Four. I mean, Jack Bauer. Twenty Four is one Young, of the best uh, shows of all time. I mean, Jack Bauer was, you know, good lord. Why did you talk, Chloe? I love that. Yeah, everything. <laughs> Everything was a whisper. He's always very serious. I don't think he smiled during the entire show. I don't think he did. I don't think he even probably did. not. The schematics closed my phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Deb, and then he was good call? on Designated Survivor as well. That was 2016 through 19. I don't know if y'all watched it. Oh it yes, yes, a good one. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was great. And I love that. Yes. Oh, yes, yeah. And yes. it got canceled without any notice, so they didn't end it. It just left I, you I, with this cliffhanger at the end. To where I you really, lose all of Washington D.C. and you never found out what happened. So, well, they, they Netflix picked it up. Did you see that season? No. There is a full season that Netflix did after that. Wait a minute. Okay. Are you sure. Are absolutely, you- absolutely. Yeah, because because it was on Netflix. The the language was a little more colorful, and there's a you know some not 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 graphic nudity, but more sexuality. But yeah, so, there's so, a full season of Designated Survivor on Netflix. So it's the, the last one, 2019, or is it? Yeah, oh. 2019. Okay, I I'm going to have to look gonna, that up then. Yeah, I thought they were going to do another season after that still. 
but you know, I don't know if COVID had effect uh, on what, what it. A, yeah, it was, it was, was a, a good season. That was a great yeah. series, man. That was good. Okay, well, then I can find out what happened at the end of the season where I thought it was canceled now. There you go. There Thank you. That, that, that's, that's living in the 80s, providing a public service. This is people helping that's people. Right. Because we're people. Yes. Because we're people helping people. So, yes, you can, fi- you can find out what happens. Yeah, that, that is a great show. Absolutely yeah. great show. Yeah. Um, our next guy, uh, I don't really consider him a Brat Packer. Matthew no. Broderick is on our list here. Uh, yeah. Ferris. Yeah, I got to love Ferris. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't see him as. I see him more as just an independent cool dude. I mean, in yeah. my mind, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't. A lot of these guys, they get the association of. You know, group movies, or like you know, three, three or four of them in one thing together, working on stuff. He just seems like that cool dude. He's one, maybe one of the coolest dudes in the room at times. Yeah, but he's like on his own. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I think it's a lot of it's because outside of Ferris Bueller, he didn't really take on any of those team type roles. Now he's always going to be Ferris Bueller, right? Make no mistake. But some of like the, the roles he's taken since then have just kind of been a little more eclectic than that. Yeah. Um uh I know the what was it? What's the Christmas movie he did with Danny DeVito? Oh um, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, that I can't remember what it was. <laughs> but they're they're Deck of the Halls. Yeah, yes, thank you. Uh they were Buddy Hall was uh yeah Danny DeVito's character. That was actually pretty good Christmas. That was yeah. a good one. So they're competing as as far as who can get the best Christmas display and who was the most festive, and they end up fighting and it's hilarious. So that that was a that was a good movie. But yeah. What are your what are your thoughts on on him, Deb? You know, I liked him from early on in his acting career. I remember the movie Max Dugan Returns. I loved that movie. War Games. War games I love. War Max Dugan returns yeah. I've never seen. Yeah, I love that. If I recall, his his Max Dugan suddenly just leaves gifts at their house left and right, and kind of outfits their house when they don't have a lot. Um, there were just so many movies. Biloxi Blues that was a fun one with him. He oh, was yeah. just in so many Glory. You know the Civil Glory, War movie. Yeah. He was yeah. just in so many different movies. Just so talented. I actually got to see him in person when we lived on the East coast, when he was in how to succeed in business without really trying, he was acting opposite his future wife, Sarah, Jessica Parker. Yeah. They were playing the lead and we got to see them act in that. So that was really kind of fun to see, but I just like so many of his different movies. He's just been mm-hmm. phenomenal for years. Yeah. Didn't he do a little Broadway? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bilossi yeah. How to succeed in business without really trying. Mm hmm. The, and then the was producers. he? Did he do producers? I can't recall. Yeah, yeah he, the, he, he did. did the movie producers, and I, then I know they did a he did part stage did show. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm thinking he was on Broadway with that one. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, he's talented, yeah. and he'll always he'll always be Ferris. You know, he can't beat that. So, and this next mm-hmm. guy, he's always going to be Marty McFly. Come on, with Michael J. Fox. We love this guy. We we love him. I hang out with him. Oh, heartbeat. Oh, heartbeat. That that would be kind of uh, he would he would be neat. I think he may not have been considered like a brat packer because he's Canadian, 
There it is. I think it is. I think they held something against him. So racist. I think it is. I know. Why would you? I mean, he seems like a, he's a little shorter than the rest of them, probably. Yeah. Emilio Estevez may not be short. He's like five six. Yeah, he's a he's a little fella. But but again, I I don't I don't I I don't think of him to I don't think of him as a brat packer. No, I think I don't either. As as a cool dude in, in that time frame. Yeah. But I don't. I he might be at that restaurant, but he's not at that table. No, no. He he's over at the table with the ladies. Yeah. Yeah. He's cracking him up. He's telling some funny jokes. Oh yeah, with a, with his with a squeaky voice. He's got his, he's got some good jokes. Yeah. Too, too bad Snowball's not here. Too to bad. Do his <laughs> Michael J. Fox. Actually, that was so funny. Man, that was so funny. Oh yeah, you had to be there. But uh, yes, um, from Family Ties to Secret of My Success was yeah. a good one. Uh, less than zero. Um, I, I even like Doc Hollywood, and that was one that didn't do very yeah. well. But I thought Doc it was Hollywood funny. was great. <laughs> I love that movie. Me too. I absolutely love yeah. that that movie. Bright Lights, Big City is what I was thinking of. He wasn't in Less Than Zero. Oh. Bright Lights, Big City. Yeah. But yeah, mm-hmm. oh yeah, Doc Hollywood was a was. I just there's something that's just a feel good movie. I love yeah. that movie. I could watch that over and over again. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and then but, Spin yeah. City, when he did his sitcom, Spin City, that Love was another Spin one that was City. really good. Yeah. And what was yeah. the other? He did, he did another a drama after that. He was on Boston Legal. Yeah, that's it. And the Good Wife. Isn't that when he found out that he had Parkinson's was when he was doing Boston Legal? It was during Doc Hollywood. It was during Doc, Doc Hollywood, Hollywood really, that yeah. he first noticed his hands. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, I did read that. Gotcha. And then he was also in Designated Survivor. Oh yeah, yeah. He he was mm-hmm. like a, a a political correspondent or something like that, and he was trying to take mm-hmm. down Kiefer Sutherland. Or mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah, was, he was the voice. <laughs> yeah, which kind of makes a lot of sense for Snowball, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Snowball could have been Stuart Little. Yeah. <laughs> He's the little guy. Um. He's, he's, he's shaking his little fist at us right now. I'm going to get you guys. You just wait. What if you were jack-in-the-box named Charlie and your voice was stuck like this? Sorry, mm-hmm. Snowball. Wait, rolls, buddy. You should have been here. Um, yeah, so Michael J. Fox, probably not a true black brat packer, but he's about that age in that group. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we, we love him. Uh, it's yep. also kind of in that same vein, Matt Dillon. Matt um, Dillon. I remember him first was in Little Darlings with Christy McNichol and Tatum O'Neill. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was, a, was he in The Outsiders? <laughs> uh, you know what? I believe that he was. <laughs> I believe he was an Outsider. <laughs> but so yeah. proud of you. Yeah. He, I mean, he had a pretty good career himself. Uh, and he continues. Mm-hmm. He continues to be in stuff. Um, my bodyguard. My bodyguard. Oh, when he got mm-hmm. beat up. Yeah, he he had. To, I, I think like- they should have paid him extra because Chris Makepeace, who beat him up, was not the most masculine, strong felt. <laughs> <laughs> getting beat up by him would kind of that would be that would be rough. Yeah, it'd be rough. It'd be rough. Uh, I just watched Beautiful Girls not that long ago. I, I'd seen it several years ago, but he plays a pretty cool role, role in that movie. And uh, that was a good one. Um, what was the one 
shoot, I can't. Uh, Flamingo Kid. That, yeah, I like him with Flamingo and, Kid. Yeah, mm-hmm. I hadn't seen that in years and years and years. Drugstore Cowboy. Uh, singles is the one I was just thinking of. So that was that was early 90s. But yeah, that um, yeah, was, I mean, he's very versatile. In and Out. In and Out, 1997. Yeah. That was a funny one. Yeah. There's something about Mary I remember. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, when he has those keys. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Again, he, he, he's that guy, I think he's, he's kind of like, uh, and I think a lot of groups have him. It's just that I don't want to say dumb guy, but he's he's kind of a big dumb guy. He's, yeah, he's that, that's the roles he gets. Yeah, and, and and you know, in a lot of friend groups, you're gonna have that that you know, not just the muscle or, you know, that's the dude. Yeah, he's yeah. all right. Not bringing a lot to the table, but he he's there. <laughs> <laughs> well, he kind of reminds me of Johnny Depp. I always think those two have probably got about the same amount of acting ability. Yeah. And they have, you know, kind of those weird oddball roles. Yeah. Johnny Depp yeah. probably has different different yeah. roles. Right. And and that's another person. Johnny Depp was in this age group, but he didn't, he wouldn't start getting movies until later. A bit later. But mm-hmm. uh, like he did, his first movie was Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one. Mm-hmm. He gets killed, which is kind of cool. Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Charlie Sheen. Emilio yeah. Estevez's brother. Younger brother, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, 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 I think he fits the persona of the Brat Pack. I mean, when you think of, you know, kind of the womanizing. Uh, party guy. Party dude. I mean, he, he embodies what the Brat Pack represents, probably. As much as mm-hmm. any of them do, that's for sure. Yeah, um, that's for sure. Just not. I thought him as a bad boy. Yep. Yeah. Again, he, he he like Robert Downey Jr. Just a couple years younger, so he wouldn't be hanging around with his brother and right older friends. But he certainly was in that circle and knew those guys. Oh yeah, no, he, mm-hmm. he's in the. He's at he's I think he's at the table uh, on the end, yeah. but uh, but I I think he's probably the one that they talked into doing stuff. You know, you yeah, have, you have that friend, <laughs> you yeah. have that one friend that you can talk into doing about anything. I think he was probably that guy, which probably explains a lot about how his life has turned out the way it has. Oh boy! But you know, he was uh, yeah. he was fired from um, Two and a Half Men, uh, was mm-hmm. the number one comedy on TV. Um, but he continues to to get roles and to do things. I think it's because he is extremely talented. But uh, he, you know, he continues to uh, continues to to surprise me that he's alive. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> there it the, is. The, the biggest takeaway here is Charlie Sheen's still alive. He's still winning. Yeah, so winning. Yeah, winning. Yeah. Uh, a couple more guys left. C. Thomas Howell. Uh, he's another one of those guys he was in the outsiders but uh, also in red dawn great great movie i don't think we even talked enough about red dawn but it had charlie sheen uh was in it patrick swayze um and then uh c thomas howell was in it so i mean that um jennifer gray uh ali sheedy so i mean that was a star-studded movie and one of my one of my favorite 80s flicks so, but C. Thomas Howell, uh, he's in the Falcon. Was he in the Falcon? I don't know. 
What do you guys got on him? Just, I mean, he does. He's never been like the major star. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Seems like he's in a lot of things, uh, but just never like the front dude or or the memorable front dude. Yeah. Right. Totally um, agree. Yeah. Yep. He was an ET though. He was an he, ET. He, he, he was, was one, a big he brother, was, wasn't one he? One of the Viking buddies. No, he was. He was one of his friends. Oh, okay. So they made the big plan to, yeah, to, to write, hijack yeah. and get ET out of there. He there was in that, that group. So uh, maybe that huh. was his earliest role. I'm not sure. That's but, listed uh, as his earliest role. Yeah, 1982. And then Outsiders was 1983. Oh, nice. ET, 82, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Pony Boy, it's, that's, that's iconic. He'll, I mean, that's as cool as it gets right there. Yes. Stay golden, Pony Boy. Stay golden, Pony Boy. <laughs> Which, um, bring, which brings up brings up Ralph Macchio. Ralph Macchio. <laughs> Wonder whatever happened to him. I don't know whatever happened to him. <laughs> Do it, De- Debbie. Come on. <laughs> she, she barely, she barely squeezed it out. She's like, I'm not being part of this foolishness. She's coming out of her shell right before our very eyes. A little girl. Oh, little gosh. sisters growing up yeah that's right yeah. that's right um so uh we know him from karate kid karate kid um mm-hmm. well outsiders outsiders um and then he just kind of bounced around for years and then uh taking roles here and there he was in psych yes he was yeah. uh, oh an then, ugly betty oh i did not realize he was on that yeah my uh, my wife Leah, she binged that whole show. And that I don't, how many years was that dumb thing on for years? Because she was binging on that thing for like weeks. Yeah, it was it was on for a while. I yeah. couldn't tell you how many years. For quite a while. That was that was nuts. Um, but anyhow, I didn't realize he was on there. But then Cobra Kai came out. Man, uh, him and. Um, uh, Johnny, <laughs> those guys, uh, William Zabka, uh, those guys talk about back. career revivals. Those mm-hmm. guys can get at any restaurant now. So revised Brad Pack table, you know, yeah. like William Zabka's got to be on that table. He's, he gets a seat. He's now. Be there. Yeah. I mean, he just played. He just played the the snob, the rich jerk. That was his career. Uh, so mm-hmm. again, he didn't, I'm sure he didn't hang out in the circles that we know of, right? But yeah, he was, uh, he was a good one. He was a good one. He had um, a little role on Eight is Enough, that was one of his first roles, yeah. I that. Okay. Who did Ralph, uh, Ralph Macchio? Ralph Macchio. Mm-hmm. Uh, was he Nicholas's friend or something? It was Jeremy Andretti. He's probably, yeah, <laughs> a, a, a neighbor or a cousin yeah, that showed been. up, yeah, yeah. He was, it would have been pretty young when that show was. But he had like five yeah. episodes. Wow. Yeah. It's probably one of uh, one of Nicholas's friends. Nicholas's friends. Nicholas Nicholas. Adam Ranch. <laughs> Adam Ranch. How do I remember that? I have no idea. That's crazy. <laughs> and Dick Van Patten. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Willie Ames was on there. Willie Ames, the Bible guy. Yeah. The Bible guy. Yes. He was the Bible guy. My goodness. And the last one we have here, speaking of Nicholas Bradford, how about Nick Cage? Nick Cage. I never author. thought of him as part of the Brat Pack. I didn't. Either. I didn't either. I was. I was reading some stuff, and they were 
they kind of put like other people that were in that era. So yeah. it's where a lot kind of, of in their orbit. From I think the Brat Pack was just that big group of five or six guys, but they kind yeah. of extended. Yeah, it's like like the Brat Pack universe. So yeah. like they got Patrick Swayze. He was Pluto. He was Pluto way out there in the far edges of the he orbit. Was, he was. He was. Sometimes he's a Brad Pack, sometimes he's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But but his his he's had some good roles over the years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um like Peggy Sue got married. Love that movie. Uh Fast Times of Ridgemont High. Didn't have much of a much of a role there, but uh yeah, you know, he was in it. Uh Valley Girl, great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh he had yep. he had a good, good role in that one. And then, um, have, you, have you seen Andy Samberg on SNL when he did the Nick Nicholas Cage impression? So good. Oh, he's yeah. dead on. So good. And then, and then, um, the there was like one episode where Nicholas Cage actually was on there. He does, and they were funny, talking yeah. to each other. And and, and Nicholas Cage <laughs> is making fun of himself. He's like, "Yeah, I'll pretty much take any role." Yeah, because yeah. he's in every movie. Like if you if you go onto like Netflix movies, or Prime, yeah. he's even done Christian movies. If you get on Netflix or Prime and you put in Nicolas Cage, there are thousands of movies. Yep. That he has <laughs> yeah. But again, yeah, not one of lot. the Brad Packers, I don't think so much, but he still had, had a lot of good ones. I mean, Raising Arizona, Moonstruck, all of those are good. Yeah. So, yeah. Jeez. Good actor. Yeah. He is a good actor. So we'll, we'll, we'll finish this up here with, with the ladies of, of that era. Um, that they can you know, consider Brat Pack-ish. So Molly Ringwald, Matt's girlfriend. Uh, I, I, yeah, I like, I like it. Yeah. A lot. So Pretty in Pink, <laughs> Breakfast Club, 16 Candles, of course, a trifecta of John Hughes movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's done several other things since then, and I think she's doing uh, TV more now than anything else. Am I right? And she's mm-hmm. a jazz singer, too. Yes, she is, as a matter mm-hmm. of fact. She doesn't have a bad voice. Yeah, and her father was a jazz musician, if I recall the story correctly. I believe that was the story behind her, yes, that her father was a a jazz singer as well. So, yeah, yeah. And she's been on Broadway in the revival of Cabaret. Um, She was Sally Bowles. So she's done a lot of different things. So disappeared to Paris for a while after her John Hughes era um, Hmm. to kind of get away from the U.S. acting scene and then kind of come back and reinvented her career i remember she dated weasel zappa back in the day mm-hmm. and she dated anthony michael hall for a while and i believe didn't she date robert downey jr maybe that um, sounds right i think yes yeah sounds I, can't, I can't I, I could be way off but i i kind of thought that, that maybe she did but uh yeah she she seems like she'd be cool to hang out with Mm-hmm. Yeah. I totally agree. Would have been fun. Yep. Um, let's see. She um, most recently, gosh, where did the thing go here? Um, she was in um, Creep Show. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes, in 2021. Oh, boy. So on the TV show Creep Show, and uh, the Kissing Booth two and Kissing Booth three, she was in both of those. Hmm. So, who knew? Not me. Not so. me. She's been in Riverdale too, which has been a popular one with the teenage group. Yes, yes. I did hear she was in that. She was the mom. Mm-hmm. She was 
great. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Yeah, she yeah. she is uh, of the ladies. I think she's one of your. Uh, she's the the main cheerleader of the group. She's I think yeah. she is the um, she's got the main seat right there. Yeah, I think she does. I think she does. Mm -hmm. She is the yeah. female Emilio Estevez. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the queen of the eighties. There we go. Which which you know I, you can't talk about Molly Ringwald without Ali Sheedy. Ali Sheedy. Yes. <laughs> Again, not somebody else who had some pretty cool roles. Breakfast Club, War Games, um, St. Almost Fire. War Games, uh, yeah, Oxford Blues. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Short Circuit. Short Circuit. That was another good one she was in. She's, got, she was in, she's been in a lot more than you think she has, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And different characters in each one, too. It's never the same. She's always slightly different. Because if you compare Breakfast Club, you know, where she's, the the quiet one that's very different and then all of a sudden in St. Elmo's Fire she's trying to you know climb the success ladder with her boyfriend so very different characters yes yes absolutely wonderful though I, I like it yeah I read that right now she's teaching at LaGuardia High School of Performing Arts or has recently no so, way huh. yeah Imagine yeah. going to class and having her as your teacher. I wish she Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> that would be very cool. These uh, kids don't wonder, know how good they got it. Wonder if she gives out Saturday school. Oh, I bet she does. How cool would that be? <laughs> my friend. Do you, you think like the the kids go by and like feed her lines and things oh, like that? My God. I would. I would. I would. Yeah, I'd be quoting it's it. Like, hey, what do you drink? <laughs> Vodka. Yeah. How much? Tons. <laughs> So, psych. Uh, she was great in psych. She, oh yeah, she was great in mm -hmm. psych. She played, she played a crazy Psycho, girl. Psycho, yeah, the yin yang. Yeah, that was that was a yeah, it was great. I loved her in that. Loved her. Mm -hmm. um, next, pretty successful actress, Demi Moore. You think? Yeah, she did okay. She My did. favorite role is still Jules in Saint Elmo's Fire. Right. Yeah. But she was in a few Good Men. That was. Uh, it was a great movie um, about last night. Mm -hmm. I liked her in that one too. Mm -hmm. Ghost. Ghost. Oh, yeah. I forgot she was in Ghost. I mean, like, I only saw it once. Uh, oh, shut up. I, I, my wife wanted <laughs> to see it, Here so I go. did. Man. Here we go. I liked it. I'll, I'll, I'm not okay. afraid to say I liked All it, right. but not enough to go back and see it twice. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and I forgot she was on General Hospital too. Was she really? That's right. Yeah, she, was. she played was Jackie she... Templeton. That knows this. I knew that. I did know that. Yeah. Oh, I did crazy that. Crazy thing. Very interesting. She was. I was going to say she was in a movie called Striptease. Let's not forget about that. Now, now she was married to Bruce Willis for a while, and they had three girls. Mm -hmm. And then she mm -hmm. divorced him, left him for Ashton, Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher, who was, was like twenty crazy. years younger than her. Everybody's like, what in the world is going on with that? And then he dumps her. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. It's just Hollywood relationships are crazy. Oh, good. Absolutely crazy. Mm -hmm. um, Joan Kuzak is on the list here. Again, yeah. I don't really think she's a Brat Packer. I, I mean, Hurry and John both. I don't think of them as Brat Packers. They're more outsiders. For but, sure. but I think yeah. of them as essential representatives of the 80s i mean yes. they are they're powerhouse 80s people i think well when, when you think about it like john kuzak got his role in 
um, 16 Candles because he was friends with Anthony Michael Hall. Right. And then Joan Cusack was also in 16 Candles. Remember, she was a girl with a neck brace that had right. no mm-hmm. lines. Right. It was trying to get the, drink, the drinking fountain. Joan Cusack, probably. yeah. <laughs> so, she, so that's kind of how they got their start in movies. And and I love her. I love her. Like, I love I the love character she exactly. she does. Um, are, are outstanding. Speaker. Yeah. Uh, when she did um, um, uh, shoot, say anything. Uh-huh. Uh She played, of course, John Cusack's That's sister. A, yeah. That was a stretch. <laughs> but she had a great role in that. Um, I recently I forgot. Yeah, I hadn't seen it for years, but watched School of Rock not that long ago. Oh, lovers! And Rock. she had a great role there, and she was uh, Jesse in Toy Story. She voiced her, so she's had a she's had a very good career. And oh, Gross Point Blank. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. she has a great role in that movie as uh, as as John Cusack's secretary. Yeah, and just about everything John's in, she's in. Yeah, he's like, which he is, like finds a way to fit her, which in. is so cool. Yeah, I love that. And we didn't even talk yeah. about John Cusack. No, I skipped right over him. He is somebody that I think would be kind of cool to hang out with maybe i think but maybe not because he seems it seems like he's getting like a little stranger yeah i don't know yeah but yeah he he would definitely again not a brat packer no Mm -hmm. certainly certainly in that contemporary group of guys right yeah 100 percent. yep um continuing with the girls here jamie gertz oh yeah yeah i always thought she was gorgeous yeah, did you? Mm-hmm. In Lost Boys, she looked really nice. Wow, yeah. Yeah, and she was in, uh, I think she's in Pretty in Pink. She played one of the yep. cousins. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, yeah. Leah Thompson. Oh, I know you like her. Yeah. Again, again, just mm-hmm. guys, if you're listening at home and you've hung around with us the last 15 hours, um, <laughs> uh, these people aren't necessarily all Brat Packers. They're about that age, though. So we should have renamed this teen actors, but Brat Pack, I think, draws more eyes to yeah, there it is. the podcast. Yeah. Uh, of course, she's Marty McFly's mom, but she was in all the right moves. Uh, casual sex, Howard the Duck. Um, I loved her in it, some kind of wonderful. Yes, yes. She had a great role in that movie. And wasn't she in Carolina in the City, too? Yes, she, she was. Yeah, she was the lead role in that. And it was actually some kind of wonderful was the movie that was originally written for Molly Ringwald in the Leon Thompson role. And Molly Ringwald turned it down and that broke the relationship with Molly Ringwald and John Hughes. Yeah. Yeah. She wishes she would have done it. I wondered the same thing. Cause I mean, after, after, after she got done with the John Hughes movies, her movies were never quite as, no. as big. Like she took like mm-hmm. fresh horses. I remember seeing that one with James <laughs> mm-hmm. Spader. Um, uh, she, I think that's who she's in that with. I can't remember, but um, there were there were things she would take on roles like that. Like you said, she exiled to Paris or whatever. But mm-hmm. she was quite the same. But yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, I think Leah Thompson's the last girl I have on my list here. Did we leave anybody off? Is it possible? Is it is, is it possible? Yeah, it's probably possible, but feels like a pretty con- pretty conclusive, pretty concise list. list. That was a pretty good list. Yeah, I mean, those, yeah, those are cool people. It's just, I mean, the whole premise though of the 
of the thought though is you know in the 60s you got these five guys that owned vegas and hollywood and then you got in the 80s you got these it's a it's, it's a new hollywood it's a it's a different group you know yeah younger guys which uh, it's like the new generation mm -hmm. uh and and i think it's I, I think it's it'd be an honor to be in that kind of a thing you know i some of them rebelled against it but i think it'd be an honor to be associated with with that that you know that calling and, and i wonder who would be the uh 2000 2010 brat packs you know i was think i was thinking about that um uh, i think that the 80s was like kind of the, uh, the 90s had some of those kind of of people too you know like uh I like James Vanderbeek and Katie Holmes and all those yeah. kids from Dawson's Creek and as yeah. 90s, early 2000s. You had like Jennifer exactly. Love Hewitt and, and like Steph Green and some of those guys. Mm -hmm. And I think once we got through those into the 2000s, there's like less and less. Like right now, I couldn't name a ton of teen actors. Right. They're like, I know the kids from Stranger Things, I think. Um, What's what's the the Bobby main Brown, yeah Bobby yeah Brown. Bobby Brown whatever yeah. her name is uh, she's probably the the one breakout star it seems like coming from there but beyond that there's there's I can't really identify a lot of them like they they aren't making these teen movies anymore right. now I did see this one on um, Netflix last week by the makers of Stranger Things it was a scary movie it's like uh, I'm in your house. <laughs> Uh, I think it's the name of it. Uh, it was pretty good. A lot of, oh. lot of, lot of young teenage actors. Was it scary? I, I saw that pretty. It, it was scary. Yeah. Yeah. I'm calling from the house. Okay. Yeah. But uh, it was. I mean, it, it kind of had that old school formula. Yeah. Like you know, um, sort of the the did horror you, stuff. Did you pee a little or no? No. <laughs> it was, it was they don't really scare me like that. They, it scares me. No. Uh, it was it, to me. It was more suspenseful, like who done it. Not yeah. as not as much of the creeping around the corner, chainsaw kind yeah. of thing going right. on. But uh, it was it was pretty bloody. Okay. But yeah. Yeah. There's. A, I don't think there, there's. They don't really have like stars like they used to out right. of that out of this younger generation. Um. Interesting. Maybe they should. Well, I mean, you, you, you look at uh, you know, you've got your some of your superhero dudes, mm -hmm. you know, your your Thors, your Helmsworth and Chris Pratt's and yeah. Yeah, that, that might be a little group of well, I guess they'd be their thirties now. No, they, so. Those guys are in their forties. Their forties now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was like it's, it's a, <laughs> there's a gap. Like the no teenagers and twenty somethings are really coming yeah. forward and yeah. is, is hollywood just not wanting to bank these kind of movies anymore interesting yeah because you don't see them in movies you'll have them like on the disney channel you'll have your selena gomez's and you know she's yeah. now doing a netflix series that's actually very good um yeah. but you don't have a lot that are doing movies anymore you're absolutely correct that, that would be interesting to like if <clears throat> if this brat pack kind of got their claim when they were 23 24 25 years old you know i wonder who would be the 23 24 25 year olds of today that would be the yeah. uh i mean you, you gotta think of of like um 
what's Jesse Eisenberg and those guys are probably yeah. in their twenties and up maybe thirty now. Um, those are kind of those are the guys that yeah um, was his, um, shoot, I can't think of some of their names right now, but I'd know them if I seen them. Yeah, <laughs> but, but I mean those guys are even those guys are taking adult roles now. Right. So like the guys from Superbad, gosh, that was a Josh 20, Gad, 20, no yeah, that's yeah. like twenty years ago now. Yeah, and it's like, geez, so there. I mean, there's not a not a lot of these guys that are like if you even Google child stars or teen stars of the 2020s, like I don't know half these kids. Billy Bobby Brown is number fifteen. Uh, Madison Reyes, Alex Hibbert, Isla Johnston, Sonny nothing. Power. Nothing. I got uh, nothing. Th- these are. I mean, these are all pretty much children. Jack Dylan Glazer, Grazer. Now I saw him in Shazam. He's he's hmm. you ever that yeah, that's, that's a great. good movie. He was the uh, he was not he was not Shazam. He was his friend. Yeah, yeah. So he's in there. Um, gosh, like I don't know these kids. But Steve, what's funny is looking at this list and us getting frustrated about how they don't. It makes us sound like. Those old grumpy old fogies. people. Yeah. They have got no good actors anymore. They've got no actors. They've been grumpy. Yeah, yes. uh, it's not like actors. when we were young. Yeah. Yes. Back in our day, they don't make actors like they used to. That's right. We had actors. Yeah. That's right. So it, it kind of dates us when we probably uh, don't know the today's group kids, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Zendaya so, might be one. When you think about her, she's been in some movies. Who's Who? that? Zendaya. She was in The Greatest Showman. She was the acrobat in The Greatest Showman. The female I acrobat. The, I remember the movie, but I don't remember that yeah. that part of that yeah. character. Yeah. She's well, been in several, so she made one. I'm a girl and I have a daughter, a so who knows all those <laughs> people? You know her stuff, yes. Yes, you win. Yeah, all she, right. she, she watches those, so kind of keeps me in the loop. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I'm out of that loop completely. Oh, yeah. That's why <laughs> I, like, I'll rewatch The Breakfast Club for the 7,000th time. Yeah. So I'm stuck there. But uh, guys, thank you. Um, it was good hanging out with you both again. Very good. So very good. Thank you. So thank you um, for coming back up in town again this week. It was, uh, I'm sure it was rough for you, Dad, but it was nice for you to come to Ohio again. Yes. <laughs> That's like two flights in two weeks. That's a lot of travel, yeah. guys. It is a lot of travel. But you know what? You did it like a champ. <laughs> it's a great podcast. We, we got to do it. So. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, we, we will probably be back next week. I don't know. Probably. I've been busy. So, yeah. so I take a week off here or there. Sorry, it's just the, the nature of everything I got going on right now. But um, but thank you again, folks, for sticking around and listening and, and joining in the fun. Did we miss anybody? Is there any blatant people that we missed? Like, don't come up with these obscure little things like, well, that, that kid that played the baby on Family Ties. I don't no. care about that kid. No. Is there anybody we missed? Yeah. Is there anybody in that era, that Brat Pack era, maybe not Brat Packers, but in that era sure. that maybe sure. we, we missed? So, all right. So, guys, we need to do a poll. We do. There is. There if is. we only had somebody who was really, really good at that kind of thing. <laughs> so, 
Hint, yes, hint. you guys, you guys do a great job being admins too. So I, I appreciate that. I think we have to have Matt do like a, a week or two of music. What do it's you been think? a while. It's been a while. We've never had Matt do music yet. That's, I did one. I did a week. You know, you did that for the CCM rewind. Oh, yeah, you haven't done it for the yeah, '80s page. Right, yet. You're right. You're right. So I don't have to get sick, Matt, Matt on that one. We'll work. On I, that. I've got uh, coming up for you, those of you that that care or listen at home. Um, start well. I guess I would have already dropped it by now, like last week. <laughs> but um, the goal for well, it's going on still right now for this two week period is my goal is to put songs out there that none of you have ever heard of. What? Yes. Yes. And That's awesome. I played Matt a little bit of the Love Tractors yep. a little bit ago. And you know what? I think we're going to close with that today. So, so, yeah. Well, you know, we can't do that. Because it's a brat pack. Oh, you can't do that. Yeah. No, 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 we can't. So instead, um, probably the one song we can't forget about these guys. Don't you forget about me, Don't my simple mind. And, and it's it's a natural. <laughs> what to do? It fits. You're, you're going to have to go to the Living in the '80s Facebook page. There it is. There it is. And uh, you're going to have to check out the Love Tractors um, there on there if. Uh, if you care to. So guys, thank you again. Take care. God bless. We will see you next time here on living in the eighties.